with Brian Bulaga in as our cousin sub of the day. Cousin subs, we believe in better. Begins now. Now again, I don't wanna I don't wanna upset anybody. So if you're a nurse practitioner, if you're an RN, if you're an LPN, as the uh, son of a former emergency room nurse for 16 years, uh, my mom, my late mother was, uh, I, I spent a lot of time in emergency rooms, not as a patient, but uh, as a visitor. And thank you for your service, all of you, no matter what role you play in healthcare. Now that said, I'm still going to make the nurse practitioner joke from time to time because it's funny. Now let's do our power rankings of the most essential healthcare employees. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Receptionist, uh, which is fine too, by the way. Whatever you're doing to help the cause, thank you. Now, uh, because we have the alleged doctor of football uh, in as our cousin sub of the day, we asked for a few of your questions. And, Jesse, you've been getting more on the text portion of the talk and text line, have you not? I have. We got a couple here we can still get to for Mr. Bulaga. This one comes from Glenn in Milwaukee. Some of these questions are things that people could easily ask Tausch. I don't know why we're waiting until Bulaga's into that, but nonetheless, it's fun this way. It is fun. Uh, Glenn in Milwaukee asks, how are things handled in the huddle? Is there a quick pep talk after the play is called? Is there arguing going on? All business and so on. From Glenn in Milwaukee. Take us inside the huddle, Doc. Yeah, I mean, it's a a fair question. But, you know, when, when we're in the huddle... It's all business, right? Like, you know, you, you run a play, you only have 40 seconds to call the next play and get the play called and everything and everyone on the same page. So there's no really arguing going on. Uh, there's really no discussion. The quarterback's really the only one talking in there. Um, unless he wants to change something within the play, then he'll kind of tell the guys what he wants on a certain play plus the play call. Um, you don't have much time to have discussions. It's – Plays over, get back to the huddle, next play's called, you're going back to the line. So um, if there's like a TV timeout or if there's like a penalty or a break-in, there'll be more discussions waiting for the referees to sort things out. But normally there's no – I've never been in a huddle or even on the field where there's like an argument within the team going on because like we're all trying to achieve the same thing out there. There's really no arguments. Um, we have discussions. Uh, we point things out that, hey, maybe you should have ID'd this. And obviously talking to the linemen between ourselves, like, hey, did you see that guy? Oh, no, I didn't see him. All right. Next time we got to keep an eye out for him. Things like that. There's, But there there was never really any arguments. And, like, I've, I've got to play with a lot of guys with big personalities and mm-hmm. very strong opinions, uh, you know, with Sitton and TJ and Dave and uh, – you know, Scott Wells and Darren College. Like, I, I played with guys that were very confident in themselves and the knowledge that they had of the offense. And um, even with that, there were never any times where I felt like guys were arguing or there were hostilities or anything like that. I mean, we were all out there for the same mission. We all needed to share information and knowledge that helped us get the job done. And that's kind of the way it was. Uh, Before we get to the next text, you mentioned you've got 40 seconds. I think it's interesting that one of the biggest frustrations it felt like Packers fans had with Aaron Rodgers toward the end when there were more Packers fans it felt like that were down on him than supportive of him was, oh, he always drains the play clock and then he snaps it at one or zero. 
guess what? Looks to me like the new guy does it too. And there's a reason mm-hmm. for that because you're trying to get information. You talked earlier in the show about, you know, not, take your eye off the ball, watch the motions. They tell you if they're in zone or man coverage, etc. Can you explain for folks why it's advantageous to run the play clock down like that in many, not all, but many instances? Yeah, I mean, you're, you said it. You are, it is a information gathering situation, right? You are trying to get as much knowledge of what the defense is going to give you and get your guys in the right play call as much as possible. So if you've got to use every second on that play clock, you're going to do it. And that's kind of like what I talked to Homer about, uh, the snap count and the hard count. Um, the quarterbacks, when they feel really comfortable and they're, and they're in control of the situation, they use that hard count and gather information, which then wears down the play clock. And defenses normally start to tip their hand as the play clock winds down because they feel like they got to get in their position. they got to get into their zone or whatever they need to do, show their pressure. So the quarterback is able to gain knowledge. And with that, as offensive linemen, we're able to watch all this unfold and we gain knowledge of it because D linemen start to get a little antsy. Um, they look at the play clock. So as they, they see it start to tick down, they load up in their stance and they start to give away if they're going to show movement or if they're going to crash inside or drop out of their um, defensive position and go into coverage and that gives away things. So there's a lot of advantages to letting that play clock wind down and using every second you can to make sure that the offense is in the right play call and in, you know, protection adjustment and schemes like that. So, you know, veteran quarterbacks do that and use that to their advantage. Jesse, you got another text that you wanted to get to with a question. RJ in Atlanta. Why do the Packers usually draft tackles to convert to guard? And do you see center as a big need in this draft? Mm. Tackle talk with Brian Bulaga. Yeah. I mean, this is. Uh, I mean, it's a good question, and the 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 real answer to this is because I mean, I, this was a question when I was even in the league because it's easier to convert tackles to play guard, right? Like the hardest thing to do in the NFL is to teach guys how to pass block, right? Pass blocking is hard, um, and normally tackles in college, you know. You, the pass blocking in college, I get you're not going against as good of players, but you're on the edge. You're going against speed players. You're doing a lot of one-on-one blocking, um, and you're used to being alone, right? And those guys are able to convert easy to guard because you feel that same thing in the NFL at guard. You're on your own a lot. There's not a lot of help, and you can teach guys to run block. You can't teach them to pass block. It's something you just have to be able to do. Um, and with and this isn't a, a knock at guards in college because obviously there's guys that play guard in college that are elite guards in the NFL, but um, the athleticism and all that of tackles in college is better most of the time, right? Guys come out of college um, that play tackle that move better or lighter on their feet um, can do things just a tick better than guys that play guard in college and you're able to kind of transfer that over into the league. And not, you know, that's not saying that, you know, like perfect example, a guy like Quentin Nelson, he played guard, um, plays guard with the Colts. I mean, obviously, then you look at a guy like Zach Martin, played tackle at Notre Dame, 
all pro guard in Dallas. So like there, there's certain things that tie in and, you know, maybe guys can't play tackle in they They're really high level tackles in college, but then it just doesn't convert to the league, which is fine, but they can be high level guards in the league. And um, to the second question, do I think center needs to be addressed? Um, no, no, I don't think it does. Ooh. I, I don't. I, I don't think it needs to be addressed. Is what I'm saying. I, I think we have one year left um, with Myers. If I'm correct, I think Jason you are told correct. me this many yes. times. Yeah, I, think, I think we have one. I think we have one year left for him to prove himself. And and I think we saw later on in the season, which was the case for the entire offense, he started to play better ball. And I think if you look at that as um, an outlier to come to start the season that this this guy is going to be ready to go and play at that higher level throughout the season, he'll earn a second contract. But it's one of those things where you do want a veteran guy as the center because then the quarterback doesn't have to teach the center the ropes. Mm -hmm. But it's not the worst thing if you have to draft a center and plug him into play, right? A lot of these defenses are four down. It's nickel defenses. Even Goody said it. The center isn't covered up a lot of the time. A lot of these centers these days, they're, they, they, they need to be smart and they need to be able to communicate and get guys on the same page. So if you draft a rookie, um, that obviously can play. He needs to be able to block and pass block and do all those things because there are times that he's manned up in situations. But they've got to be able to think and be smart guys that can get everyone on the same page. Now, I'm hoping Myers plays well and he earns that second deal. That's what I'm hoping mm -hmm. for because then you can keep that – continuity between love and, and Myers and and you know if he earns that second deal it's well it's well worth it so I'd let him go one more year and make him earn that second deal which I hope he does all right we need to play some trivia now uh because we're playing double trivia and we need two callers, I started doing a little research. So you wore number 75 for the Green Bay Packers, uh, now being worn yep. by Sean Ryan, who we'll discuss tomorrow when we do an expanded tackle talk. Um, mm. But at Iowa, you were 79? Yep. That's uh, which which uh, was taken when you arrived as a rookie first round pick, and did you ask Ryan Pickett if he was willing to give up seventy nine, or did you know your place and you just took what number they gave you? Yeah, I knew my place. I was not going to ask, and I did not, you know, especially at the time, and it was the same way I, I was when I played. Did not want to give up any money, so like I didn't want to get fined. I never wanted to get fined, and and I wasn't going to pay someone for a jersey. So like it didn't mean that much to me. So I was good with seven. Now if they would have gave me like some like obviously Dave made the number sixty nine iconic for the Green Bay Packers offensive <laughs> yes, linemen. Yes, um, if they would if I would have gotten some ugly number like that, I probably would have searched around to see if I could buy out a younger guy for a different number. Um, but thankfully, 75 was a great number. I was happy to get that one, and I just stuck with that. All right, So, but I have a question because I'm doing a little Googling here. And is this, is this you in a Raiders uniform wearing number 56? Oh, yeah, that was Pee Wee football. Yeah, Pee Wee football. You don't look that Pee Wee, by the way. Is, is, yeah, is, that, that was probably eighth grade. Yeah, it was probably eighth grade. 
Okay. Kiwi football. If I, if I, I, I think that's the photo you're looking at. I think so. Yeah. yeah you look if, I had, if I had to take a guess. Yeah, you've got. You, yeah, you, look, you, yeah. This looks like it came out before the draft, so it's been circulating on the internet, uh, dating back to uh, April of 2010. Uh, they apparently yep. used it on NFL.com. Is this is this your dad or is this your coach with his hand on your shoulder? Are you? Can you picture this? He's got he's got kind of the Ted Thompson hair. Uh, yeah, that's my dad with the silver hair. Yeah, that's my yeah. dad. All right, that's well, my dad. Yeah, and he's got his Raiders polo. So was he coaching you yep. at the time? Yeah, he was my coach in eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade. Uh, pretty much all Pee Wee football, besides one year, he was my coach. Um, but he was the head coach um, when I was an eighth grader. We were really good. Um, but he was always the assistant coach. Um, my time going through Pee Wee football and. Finally, my eighth grade year, he took over, and uh, yeah, it was fun times in the Balaga house when I didn't play well. <laughs> Put it that way. Very, very, very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, we'll just put it that way. Probably the same way. It's probably the same way Declan feels now when he doesn't play well in soccer or flag football. But you know, it, to me, it was I, I enjoyed it because it made you play to a certain level, right? Mm-hmm. It made you. Your expectation was higher. You you were the coach's kid. You had to do things right. You had to play well. You couldn't be the one slacking. You had to play well. And you know some, you know you look at it now. Some kids kind of take advantage of having their parent as the coach because they feel like they can do that. Um, I looked at it differently. That I needed to, you know, be set to a certain standard and play well and do all that and. It was tough, right? Like, if anyone was getting yelled at, it was going to be me right away. (laughs) I I may not even be involved in the play, and I was probably going to get yelled at during practice or during a game. But, like, you know, that was just the way it went. You know, it was easy to, uh, you know, yell at your own kid than someone else's, which is fine. I understand that now as an adult and a dad. But, uh, no, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, You know, when you get to – and now that I'm a parent that I get to coach Declan in flag football, not soccer, you know, I, I see how much it meant to my dad and how much it means to me to be able mm-hmm. to do it. Um, and it's a lot of fun. You enjoy You get to see him grow up and, and evolve in their athletic journey. And, and it's, uh, it's a fun experience. Uh, I'm going to tweet out this photo, uh, but we need to play trivia. So you were 75 with the Packers. Let's take that off the board. You were 56 for the Raiders, and you were 79 mm-hmm. for the Hawkeyes. So if we add 5 and 6, that's caller 11, and we add 7 and mm. 9, that's caller 16. So caller 11 and caller 16 will be our two contestants for Wilde and Tausch Trivia. It is Wednesday, so it's uh, Wisconsin Geography Wednesday, not Florida Geography in Tallahassee. Wisconsin Geography, <laughs> caller 11 and 16, 844-770-3776, 844-770-3776. We will play next. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you. I'm trying to 
Let's welcome in our contestants. We start with caller 11. It is Tex in a work van, not a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, though, from what I'm told. Tex, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We are great. And then, uh, Brian, you are an Illinois native. Uh, Crystal Lake, am I right about that? Yep. Yep. Okay. Is that close to Vernon Hills or no? Um, a little bit, kind of. Not. It's probably 45 <laughs> minutes. Okay. Well, we welcome in a first-time contestant who is ineligible for prizes but is from sort of Brian's neck of the woods, from Vernon Hills, Illinois. It is Jerry. Jerry, good morning. How are you? What's going on, boys? What's going on? All right, well, we're, we're, we're learning how far Crystal Lake and Vernon Hills are from each other. and uh, my, sister, my sister lives in Crystal Lake and went to Crystal Lake. Her kids went to Crystal Lake Central. So, yeah, I know yeah. all about Crystal Lake. Well, that's that's oh, no yeah. Marion Central Catholic, I'll tell you that. All right, that's let's right. play some trivia. The category is double Wisconsin Geography Trivia Wednesday. Brian will play along. Uh, Tex, you get the first question, and it is this. If Tausch is at Perkins Stadium... Oh, my God, we're doing this thing again where Tausch drives around. Road trip for old T. If Tausch is at Perkins Stadium, the home of the Warhawks football team, which WEAC college town is Tausch in? Is he in Whitewater, Stevens Point, or Wisconsin's real title town? Am I right? So I actually went to school where Bergen Stadium is located. And on a side note, I'll be working tomorrow night in Vernon Hills. Um, but we're going to go with uh, Whitewater. Wow. That's a, quite the confluence of coincidences there. Nicely done, Tex. Yeah. You have question if, one right. What if he's doing work for Jerry? Or for Mr. Bulaga? <laughs> uh, not for me in Illinois anymore. <laughs> All right. Question one for you, Jerry, is this. And I'm happy to see that Tausch is not driving around the countryside uh, in the second set of questions. Of these Wisconsin cities... Which is located closest to Whitewater? Is it Janesville, Baraboo, or Rhinelander? I hear Tausch loves it there. Janesville. Not nice. bad for a guy who lives in Illinois. Nice to nice. Yeah. All right, question two, Tex. Uh-oh. Tausch found out the Wisconsin men's basketball game is on Peacock, so he wants to go to the game instead of streaming it. Which direction does old T need to travel from Whitewater to get to the Kohl Center? What a great word problem. Does he need to travel northeast? Apparently Jesse wanted us to compliment him on his word problem, yeah, so he complimented himself. I enjoy writing these. Uh... Does Tausch have to travel from Whitewater to the Coal Center by going primarily northeast, southwest, or northwest? Um, 
Well, another funny thing is we just got done with a work job in Janesville. Um, and I'm going to go and say Northwest. This is working Man. out pretty well for you, Tex. <laughs> Look at these two guys right now. <laughs> I, I, wow. I, I'm very curious to see if question three has any connections to any of your work jobs or anything else that might be at play. All right, Jerry, question two for you is this. Following the Badgers. Oh, God, now we're now we're crossing over into yeah. contestant two's questions <laughs> with Tauch driving around. Uh. Following the Badgers' win, Jerry, Tausch is invited to attend a quick after-party in Fond du Lac. Uh, on which of these highways does Tausch travel from Madison to Fond du Lac? Does he travel on Highway 26? Does he travel on Highway 33? Or does he travel on Highway 151? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Tough for Vernon Hills. Can you give Hills. me those again one more time? I, I'd be sorry. happy to. Sorry, That's sorry. all right. No problem. Illinois disadvantage here. Yeah, this yeah. is the part of the drawbacks. Yeah, yeah being an out-of-towner, out-of-stater. 26-33-151. That sounds like a measurement. I'll take uh, 26. You can go to Rosendale taking 26. But you can't get to Fond du Lac from Madison. You're taking... Brian, have you made that drive? Uh, I have. 151. Not bad and for I've been Florida, through Rosedale. Man. I've been through Rosedale. been through all of them. Been been around the state of Wisconsin a couple times. He's been everywhere. Man. All right. Uh, and by the way, we'll get into this tomorrow, but you're going to be traveling around the state uh, in, a, in about mm, two months, I believe. Uh, yeah, on a, on a, a, bus. a bus. We'll get to that as well tomorrow. All right, uh, Tex, your final question is this. After spending the night in Fond du Lac, Tausch wakes up and loves the view of Lake Winnebago. He schedules a tour of cities located around the lake. Which of these is not a city located on the banks of Lake Winnebago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> nice, Jesse. Nice, Jesse. Not on the banks of Lake Winnebago. Is it Campbellsport, Nina, or Sherwood? Um, well, I'm traveling on Highway 26 right now. You're making this um, up at this point. I, I got a flyer. I swear to God, I'm, I'm driving past the stage, stagecoach diner right now. Um, I'm going to say, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll go with Campbellsport. <laughs> I mean, look at this guy. This has look been at impressive. Tax, man. Man, what a, what a round. What a round. Uh, I'm sure he's got a job in Campbellsport later in the week. All right. Jerry, your final question is this. Longitudinally. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 which of these cities, which of these Wisconsin cities is located farthest east? Farthest east. Is it the Ooh. aforementioned Campbellsport? 
Kakana or Cascade? Mm, I'll take a guess. Uh, Cascade. And a good guess it is. Well done. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Right. So, Jerry... You got two out of three. Not bad for an out-of-stater. I I personally found question two, while easy for a local, not so easy for someone in Vernon Hills. So you got three of the possible four entries, except you don't get any, so thank you. And Tex, you got all four entries, and you got to go against someone who isn't even eligible for the drawing, so that increases your chances of winning on Friday. Thanks for playing, fellas. We appreciate your loyalty to the show. I'll see you tomorrow, Tex. Yeah. All right, we'll see you then. Okay. Good. That was well done. New friends. <laughs> nice. We're bring, we nice. bring people together here on Wildy and Tausch. All right, that's it for trivia. Whoa, Nelly, where Jesse takes over the program, which he has not had an opportunity to do to this point. He'll do that next. It's Wildy and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance. As promised, time now for Wall Know. If the topic is good, the guys discuss. Just the other morning I had breakfast at Tracy Rucker's house. His mama brought out 15 flapjacks. He said, Mama, take back five of them flapjacks. I gotta stay hungry for the crimson tide. But if it's not, the show must go on. It's time for Whoa Nelly on Wildey and Tausch. Alright, so I have a question for you before we dive into this here. Mm, okay. uh, there are some more texts from fans with questions for Brian Bulaga that I don't want to shortchange anybody on. I also had an awkward interaction on my way into the office this morning. Would you rather review the questions for Brian Bulaga or hear about my awkward interaction? Well, uh, I don't know how Brian's going to vote. But I am always in support of hearing you being awkward or falling into a snowbank. And my hope would be that those who texted in questions are regular listeners so we can continue the Q&A session tomorrow because Brian's here tomorrow as well. Yep. Yep. So I'm, I'm with that. I want to hear an awkward interaction. And we can always yeah. get to the question. I mean, Jesse, you can save these things so we can get to them. But, you know, the awkward interaction is what... I'm interested. In. I didn't. I, mean, I didn't know honestly. Jesse. I didn't know Jesse had anything but awkward. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. You're so, uh, <laughs> I've realized pretty quickly one of the things that annoys me. It might crack the top three of my power rankings of pet peeves. It's not going to surpass mm. gum chewing at number one, but it's up mm. there. Okay. People in parking lots, or in this case, our parking ramp, who walk down the middle of the aisle. So you have to, like, stop your car and wait for them to go to either side or just have total disregard for moving vehicles around them. Like, you're in a parking mm-hmm. lot. There's It's one of the most heavily trafficked places you'll be all day. Walk to the side one way or the other. Don't walk straight down the middle of the mm-hmm. aisle. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this morning, I'm rolling into the, the parking ramp, and there's two people who are walking toward me as I'm driving down the middle of the aisle. And I'm not slowing like i'm going a level up i'm not slowing down there's no spots available and these people aren't moving they're just walking forward talking to each other making eye contact with my car and they just keep coming toward me Mm. 
So finally, yeah. I have to like hit the brakes a little sharper than I would have hoped to. They finally move to the side. We kind of exchange a little glance. Don't uh, you know nothing? Did you give him a dirty that. look? Did you give him a dirty it look? It was kind of. It was. I learned this from you, Jace. It was kind of a disappointed look. It wasn't a dirty, angry look. It was just a. Come on, are we, like move to the side, folks. You didn't give him the horn, though. Huh? No, no horn, no. Uh, so I should have given him the horn. So I go up, park the car. We're not done because then I walk into the building, and apparently they moseyed their way all the way in. I get to the elevator to come up to our office on the fifth floor, and I have to share the elevator with these two people. Ah! Oh, nice. Did you say anything? Yes, great question. What would you have done? I would have said, you know, when I'm... You should move over to the side, not walk down the middle of the aisle when cars are coming. Is probably what I would have said. And, you know... People may hate me for it, but at the end of the day, it'll be my last interaction with those people that I'll ever see again, and that's okay. But I would have asked the question. I would have asked the question. Uh, Jason? Brian cuts a more imposing figure than you do. Yeah. He, so he, he can, can ask that. that type of a question. Right. Um, I, I I would be... I, I probably would... I would probably say something, uh, but I would try to either do it humorously... Or passive aggressively. I'm not sure which I would choose at this point, but I would not be able to bite my tongue either. Like, come on, man! Like, what are you do? What are you doing? Like, uh, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the passive aggressive approach. I probably, I have to admit, I'm probably gonna go. Um, like, you, hey, you, you, you guys, you guys saw me, right? Like, you were, when you were walking. Like, uh, I just want to make sure, you know, if we. If we encounter each other in the parking garage again, uh, I don't want this to be awkward in our next interaction. So move your ass over. Yeah, now, see, now, well, you're, you're getting into confrontational mode. Then there, yeah, I was. I was kind of, I kind of like, wanted to. This is also surprise them. It's eight forty-five in the morning. We all got our, you know, fresh cup of muds in hand. Like we're waking up still. I don't want to come out of the gate swinging like this is a prize fight or anything. So you said nothing, though. Is the I part. avoided it entirely. I avoided it. Oh, I never do you think they anything. recognized you from the I, garage? I don't know, but they didn't say anything either. All I did was I went into the elevator. I, I stood by the button. I said, where are you guys heading? They said three. I said five. Boom, boom. Have a great day. When the door opened, they left. And they said nothing the rest of the ride. I mean, if it's your biggest pet peeve or one of your top three and they commit it yeah. right in front of you, broad daylight, you got to say something. I just Because they're going to... They're going to do it again because they believe that there's nothing wrong with it. And there is something wrong with it. I agree. There's something wrong with it. I had this vision for a minute of like you know any of those spy movies or action thrillers where there's the fight in the elevator. And I just I looked around for a minute and I thought to myself how this could play out. If I say something to them and they were they were you know about the same size as me, maybe a little more, you know, well built. If, if I said something and it went oh. the wrong way, I'm getting crushed in the elevator. And it's going to be that scene where the elevator opens and I'm laying on the ground. They're walking out, whistling, going to whatever meeting they're going to. I, I, I wasn't signing up for the confrontation at 845 in the morning. I hope they just know better than walking down the middle of the parking aisle. Maybe they're avid listeners of the show, and they've now been called out for being <clears throat> well-built and for failing well to built. yield to a car coming at them in the parking garage. Whoa, Nelly! Whoa, Nelly! 
Uh, Wisconsin got Ohio State's coach fired. Breaking news. Chris Holtman uh, was fired like in the last 20 minutes by the Ohio State men's basketball program. Got them to the NCAA tournament his first four years there. Would have been five had the COVID tournament taken place in 2020. They have struggled ever since. Mm. Uh, Brian, is it IPT for an athlete to take joy in defeating a team immediately before their coach gets fired? Uh, IPT means in poor taste around here, in case we weren't aware. I guess I just realized you might not know what that actually means. Yeah, no, I mean, I I don't think so. I mean, it happened to us when we beat Dallas and Wade Phillips got fired, like literally the next day. So to me, it's not in poor taste. I mean, you beat a team so bad that they fire their coach. It's the way it goes. That's life. Uh, Uh, I I think you were also on the team. Maybe you were were just so worried about uh, doing your job and you weren't thinking about it. But I think your rookie year, you guys also got Brad Childress fired. Uh, or maybe a year or two after that. I can't remember what year it was, but Brad Childress got fired by the Vikings after you guys beat him, too. Oh, mate. yeah, I think you're, you're a coach yeah, killer. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, hey, you, you don't want to see guys lose their job, but if you get beat that bad that, the, that you have to get fired before you even step on the plane, that's that's the way it goes. So, I mean, did Wisconsin beat them that bad? Was it like a blowout? No, it was an eight-point win. Like, it was actually fairly yeah. close. I fell asleep in the first half. I was watching on Peacock. Uh, yeah. And I got it. When Tausch nice. gets back, I got to tell him, I actually enjoyed the Peacock broadcast. I'm sure you did. Actually, they did a pretty good job, but uh, I fell asleep. Yeah. Uh, okay. November 22nd, 2010. Uh, the second year that Favre played for the Vikings, uh, you guys beat the 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 Vikings in Minneapolis. Um, it got kind of contentious on their sideline, and they fell to three and seven. You guys beat them thirty-one to three, and that Ooh. was it. That was it for Brad Childress, who was once Mark Tauscher's offensive coordinator for the Badgers. All right, uh, that is Woe Nelly. We will wrap up our day one of Brian Bulaga, Awa, as our cousin sub of the day. Next, it's Wilde and Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. Wrapping things up for today with Brian Bulaga, our cousin sub of the day. Cousin subs, we believe in better. But you're back tomorrow. Yep, back tomorrow. Uh, And it's double duty for you tomorrow because you'll be hosting this program. And then the Homer Hour is not yet converted to basketball on Thursday. So you and I and Homer will all be together in the evening. Split shift. You going to be able to handle all that? That's a lot of radio. I hope so. You know, last uh, last Thursday until uh, next football season. So, you know, we're going to try to make it a, a good one, a fun one. I think Homer said he, you know, which he never does. He wants to get a lot of callers in. So, um, then obviously we have you, which is always great. 
And then, uh, yeah, just back to one day a week and uh, until we get going. I'll obviously still jump on with you guys uh, once a week as well and, and still continue that tradition. But, um, yeah, it was a great, for me at least, uh, you know, first season with uh, the Homer Hour going twice a week. I wish it was more. I wish we had more time as well because uh, you can't get to everything in an hour. But uh, it was a great first season, I feel like. Uh, it was, and you have been fantastic. We're thrilled that you're on our team. And, you know, you really owe it all to Tausch and I, of course, because we've really shown you the ropes. Yeah. Um, I am, I am curious. No, stop. Uh, I am curious, though, because uh, one of the times you joined us, you showed us your uh, golf simulator that you have in your home. Uh, when you're done here, are you going to start hitting some balls? What do you got for the rest of the day scheduled before we go? Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably hit a couple balls. Um, I got me and me and uh, my buddies. We put together a little member guest tournament every year, uh, and that's next weekend. So um, I got to get ready. I got to get the swing right. So I'll, I'll do that uh, to get dialed in a little bit throughout the week. Um, I got to make a couple phone calls. Um, so Tausch you know, is not your guest for your member guests. No. <laughs> No, it's actually former former Wisconsin Badger soccer player Zach Lambeau. Um, wow, fam, family friends grown up was played uh, played soccer at the University of Wisconsin, so he's my partner. Because then my brother comes in in March, and we do another member guest at concession. So mm. um, for this one, it's uh, my buddy Zach, um, but. Yeah, you know, got to make some phone calls. I have uh, Abby and I, you know, we, uh, you know, you guys give me a hard time about the farmer thing. You know, Abby and I acquired some land that we close in on the 14th out in kind of the middle of the state that, uh, you know, maybe put some animals on. You know, it's about five and a half acres. (laughs) All right. We're going to explore this tomorrow. If you're going to become a farmer, this is where we're starting tomorrow. (laughs) Farmer Farmer Blue uh, will be the discussion to start tomorrow's show. Plus, we'll get to more of your questions for him. So if you have them, you can text them in so we have them ready for tomorrow. That's it for us today. We'll do it again tomorrow with Farmer Blue. Oh, boy. (laughs) Thanks for coming along for the ride. Have a great day. Take care. Be good.